Hi, this is Angelina Asante. Welcome to another episode of The Healthy Hypochondriac. Today I have Stephanie from Coastal Chiropractic. She is a nutritionist. That's just one of the things that she does here. And we're going to be talking about what you need to be fueling your body to get the best results. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Angela. So happy to be here with you. Thank you for being here. So now I've known you probably, let's say... Almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, almost a year. So you have seen some ups and downs with my nutrition. And one of the things you all do here that I love is the 3D scans. Because you can measure how much fat I'm losing or gaining. And the same thing with the muscle mass. Can you kind of speak to why the scale at home isn't giving you accurate results? Yes, I love the the scan. It's a 3D body scan and it has two measuring systems in it that are very accurate. So we're gaining knowledge on extracellular water, intracellular water, muscle mass, and obviously we're measuring fat, but we're also measuring inches lost. So one of the things that you're saying, intercellular, what is that? That sounds like a movie. What What is that? It does. Um, most people don't refer to their cells that way. So basically what it is is intracellular is all of the your cell is holding in nutrients, holding in water, and that's your cell health. So when your cells aren't holding in that intracellular water, you're dehydrated. People say, oh, I drink 10,000 glasses of water a day. I drink four liters, four gallons. Well, if it's not holding in your cell, you're dehydrated no matter how much water you drink. So, Well, no, that's interesting. How do I get it to get into my cell? So basically it's cell health. Um, If uh, you have um, cells that are not healthy, that aren't metabolizing, they're not going to hold nutrients. They're not going to hold water. Well, let me ask you, how would you know? Am I going to feel thirsty if that's the case? Not necessarily. It's the 3D body scan that gives us that information that's going to really um, look at you, your vitality from the inside, and give us that insight on what's happening on a cellular level. Okay, so now there's another machine that you use on me that looks like a heart thing. You put like electrodes on me. What is that thing? That's called a bioimpedance um, analyzer, and the... The 3D body scan has that built into it, so it has a DEXA system and a bio system, and the other system is just the bio system itself, but I use that because I can judge your muscle mass with that, where the 3D body scan, I have to physically do some calculations, so. Okay, so one of the things that you told me was I wasn't getting enough salt. Correct. So now, and that was impeding my weight loss. Now, how how is that? Because we always hear salt makes you retain weight. So why are you telling me now that, although it's not now, everyone listening, <laughs> this is just to make it more dramatic. <laughs> why are you saying now I need more salt? Can you explain that? I think it's just the concept of salt in general. Um, people are confused on um, salt. You think table salt. Um, we're looking more at what is the cell holding and how is that functioning metabolically, keeping the metabolism working. So when we say you need more salt, we're leaning more towards like a Himalayan salt with each t- tablespoon will have 82 minerals in it. So when we're um, on a diet or we're dehydrated, it's because we're mineral deficient. So that's when you're getting headaches or you're feeling faint or your cells may need, aren't absorbing all of those um, minerals in order to function metabolically. You know, you may have struck something really interesting here. I'm like, I love peanuts, 
potato chips, crackers, salty foods, is that telling me something? Like when I'm craving salty food? Absolutely. Your body is going to, is going to ask for what it needs. Um, those, those, when your body is telling you those things, it's, it's really going down to that cellular level. And, um, we're looking at it just like as our taste buds, but truly, um, it's calling out for alkaline minerals and the cells are, are craving more in order to metabolically work chemically to build tissues and, and all that fun stuff that they do. Well, one of the things I really enjoyed here and I know has worked for me is the red light bed. And you said that is a big inflammation fighter. So can you kind of talk about how that works and why somebody would want to use it? Love the red light bed. It's changed my life. And I try and, I try and get everyone exposed to it because of how it works on a cellular level. And um, it's really a lot of science, but it's pushing out inflammation. Um, the light, it is penetrating each cell and there's 45,000 lights in it. So it's hitting every cell of your body. So you're getting the benefits throughout your body. And um, when the light penetrates the cell, it, it activates, it energizes the cell. It forces the cell to become alive, so to say, and it's gonna say, eat your nutrients, you're not living. You're just sitting here and you're inflamed and you're not pushing out your waste. So it's almost like the cell is a person inside because it has to eat its nutrients that we feed it, sodium, potassium, all of those fun nutrients that we break down from our food. And then it has to expel that waste. If that's not happening, you're gonna have pain, you're gonna have inflammation, and then you're gonna essentially become dehydrated. That cellular integrity is gonna be. Well, I just wanna tell the audience, I had taken a few months off when I was, you know, really ramping up my workouts for the show. Now I'm kind of in almost in a, in a maintenance um, section of my, my working out. But when I was in the real pivotal key point where I'm like finally seeing some leeway, I thought, I came in and when you measured me, you said the inflammation is inhibiting your workout because you said you said I was being really rigorous and it was actually backfiring and impeding my weight loss. Can you kind of talk about that? Absolutely. So just going back to the cells being compromised, you know, not being able to pull the nutrients in and expel the waste because you have inflammation in your body where when you're overworking out you're actually creating more cortisol in the body and you're stressing the body out. So um, it's putting the nervous system, it's compromising that and so many other organ systems. Overall, your body is um, feeling inflamed because it's stressed. So when the body goes into stress, it's not gonna digest and then we're not gonna lose weight. Well, here's something gross I'm gonna share with the audience. Like I have a problem with phlegm like I don't process dairy very well, but even when I'm not eating dairy, like sometimes I'll have like a little ball of phlegm is, and you're telling me that's from inflammation. It can be, absolutely. It can be um, not necessarily from inflammation, but um, mucus is produced as a, as a um, almost like a safety net from the body and we can have an overproduction of it. Um, we can have a buildup of it. Um, mucus is, can be good and bad, but it's it's basically saying, I can't break down this dairy, I can't break this down, so it's it's um, 
a part of how the digestive system would work or even how our lungs work. Think about when you get sick and you get a lot of mucus built up. It's the system trying to protect the lining and push out the bacteria. So essentially, I would assume your digestive system is working in that way with the food. Interesting. All right. So now if somebody comes to you like I did and I said, hey, uh, I was, I'm trying to remember if it was January or February and I came back to you guys and I said, something's going on. I'm not losing weight. So there are weird things that might be impeding someone's weight loss. Absolutely. And I, I really like to focus on the food and how it works chemically with the body. And it all goes down to, are we breaking down our food? Are we stressed? What is the source in not necessarily just because you're not working out hard enough or long enough um, is the reason. It's how is your body processing food and having that chemical reaction and metabolically if there's an interruption in that train to break down the food to, to get into the cell, we're going to have issues with weight loss, with detoxing, with so many different things. Well, it was interesting because I did scale back my diet like over the last couple of months with you. You said, stop eating this, stop eating that and see how it how it works. And then recently I've started adding things back into my diet and I can tell right now, oh, I can't eat that anymore. It's really interesting. It doesn't take your body long to adjust to what you should be eating. And I know one of the things you said was your food is your fuel. And I think that that's something that people really need to be cognizant of when they're putting something in their mouth. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, I feel like more or less we're eating for taste, we're eating for likes, and we're not eating for nutrient value. And then that correlates to the brain-gut connection. So where we're eating just based on taste buds, eventually if we're not eating good foods with good nutrient value, it's gonna override the taste buds and then our brain is gonna be telling our gut or vice versa, our gut is gonna be telling our brain, we want this sugar, we want this bad food. And once you clear that out and you eliminate that over time, you're not, you're not fooled. You're knowing when I eat these nutrients, I crave the nutrients and then your body is telling you differently. So when you go to put in something that isn't necessarily as healthy, you're not gonna want that because your taste buds are coming back. Your brain gut connection is clearer and um, you're going to kind of stay away from those bad things. Yeah. And it creates like a lifestyle. I've had a really bad sweet tooth my whole life. And now I'll eat like cherries or berries with like drops of stevia on them. Like I'll put like a vanilla cream stevia or like a chocolate stevia on there. And it's like a dessert. But a couple weeks ago, so I've like tricked myself into thinking like berries are sweet enough. I went somewhere with my family and I missed I mixed mixed up my unsweet tea with their soda. Yeah. And I took a sip and I was like, oh, I couldn't even and I was like, I can't believe I don't like the taste of this sugar. But it was like syrup to me. Like it was right. so thick and disgusting. I was like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. I never thought I would be at this point where I'm like rejecting that stuff. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, you've put in all the work metabolically and, and health-wise with food and, and, you know, you've 
began to make those changes with your taste buds, with your connection by eliminating that sugar. So your body can clearly like see and know the difference and, and it's going to talk to you and it's going to tell you what it wants and what it doesn't. When we fog it with things that are foreign to the body, it doesn't know what to do with those and it's going to keep craving those. So when you eliminated that, now you know the difference. And it's it's almost like like doing the weight training and doing all of the exercise over the last 10 months that now that I had that part down, like the eating part, now that I've gotten used to that, it's like I'm just used to it. And that's just, I go home, I have my meal prep, I do my thing. And, you know, like my husband, we'll, we'll, we'll go out to dinner and he'll see the way that I eat. And he'll say, oh, I need to, you know, I need to eat like you. And I would say, yeah, you do. Because I, I, it's hard for me to watch somebody else doing the same thing that I've been doing for years. No, it's so true. It kills me too. And I, I just want to always try and help people to eat better, to feel better. And I think it's just that mindset of what food is to our body and um, changing that perspective. Yeah, I think that's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic and and when you're on the other side of well now this is what I'm doing it's 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 difficult especially going to and I know I said this to Dr. Jen before but when I went back to my oncologist to get like my 5 year all clear in November his nursing staff was like I can't believe you're not on any medicines they said you're old not to be on <laughs> any medicines and I was like what a shame isn't that sad that is that is so sad to hear, and and it's um, unfortunately a reality of things that we deal with here because um, your body has the power to heal itself. We just have to give it that power, and we have to open up those barriers to what is causing it not to heal. And sometimes when we are on a lot of medications, it's going to block that healing process, and that's sometimes when you see side effects, and then you're going down this train of chasing side effects so when we get to that source and we give the body what it needs it's gonna it's gonna work like a machine well it is interesting because I know because you know me I talk to everybody in the waiting room here it is interesting because when you talk to the other patients here a lot of people have been able to actually abandon the drugs that they were taking because they no longer have the ailment that they were being treated for so they come here and then dr jen and then you through nutrition are working with the patient and you're actually making them some of them like go into remission with some of you know whatever they're or get off their diabetes medicine they don't have hypertension anymore you know it's really interesting to see what just adding you know an alternative therapy i guess or no, that's a treatment. A really right? awesome observation that makes me feel really good that you pick that up from from talking to people here. I mean, by law, we can't take people off their medications, but we can certainly educate them as to first of all, why are you on this medication? Most of the time, they don't even know. So once we get that yeah. perspective and we open up, you know, that avenue, they can kind of be the advocate to talk to their doctor right. and get off of that or wean off and then go more of a natural way that assimilates to the body. Well, Dr. Jen said you guys are like a bridge to the regular doctor. Like you're just, you're supporting them with nutrition and information that they wouldn't necessarily get. But you guys take your time here. It's not like, ding, next. <laughs> That's kind of, you get a feeling like you're at the deli counter at, right. at the doctor's office because they're just there to crank you through, process your insurance and kick you out the door. But you guys run just 
just the amount of testing that you guys do is just so above and beyond what you get at a regular doctor's office. It's true. And, and sometimes people, you know, you just have to meet people where they're at. They don't want that. They want the quick fix. They don't want to spend the time. They just want to, you know, move on and that's fine. But what we do offer here is, um, a different type of treatment because we do want to get to that source. And unfortunately, I always tell people, not unfortunately, but what we're going to have to deal with our biggest thing is time. It's right. going to take time. So understanding that from the beginning and committing to that, you're doing the work. We're just supporting you through it. Well, and I was saying, I had another podcast I recorded today for my other show, and I was saying to that person that we are just a society of immediate gratification. And especially when it comes to, like, the weight, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, like, see, I see this person on TV. Everyone says I look like her. But you see this person on TV all the time saying, you'll, you know, you'll lose 15 pounds in your first month. And I think, yes. my God, you're losing your muscle. Yes. You know, when I see those ads, it makes me cringe because... Like looking at these non-nutritive meal packs that all of these companies sell, I'm like, do people read the ingredients? Do they read the sodium? Do I go to Subway, I mean, not Subway, I'm sorry. I go to like Publix to get a sub and I look at the, I look at the sodium content yeah. on the prepackaged food it is like literally a day or more than a day's worth of your salt intake. Absolutely. And I'm like, why are people just eating this and not looking at stuff. And then and then when I when I talked to you about before about nutrition labels, you said people don't really know how to re read nutrition labels. So can you kind of expand upon that? Definitely. Uh, this is a passion of mine. It's been from the beginning and um I feel like we do have that prime mentality, that Amazon mentality is we want it tomorrow. And with our bodies, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And over time, we didn't get this way overnight either. So give us the time to heal, but also understand reading a label, it's not just about counting calories. It's it's really looking at what ingredients, what are the total ingredients in this sodium is, is by far one of the biggest things to look at. I had a couple of people I knew eating enough sodium in one day for a week's worth. Yes. So imagine in one week how much sodium you were intaking and how that was affecting your metabolic process, so many other things. But um, to kind of circle back, it's uh, there's so many toxic chemicals. If you're not reading your label and you're just looking at what you like or you're just looking at calories or, and I even try and teach, look beyond the sodium, look at what nutritional ingredients are you getting out of this, this food. So sometimes if the sodium is high, as long as there's nutrition involved in that, you can justify where the sodium's coming from. But if it's a lot of toxic chemicals and it's high in sodium, that's just disaster right now, can I ask you a question because I don't I'm not a chef I mean I'm a pretty good cook but I'm not a chef is there a reason why I guess probably cost is there a reason why restaurants can't just switch out their regular salt for Himalayan salt I think that it's just a matter of their choice Absolutely. So there's no reason you can think of. No. Because I think a lot of people like us would be more prone to going out to eat 
if we knew we were getting Himalayan salt because of the difference that it makes. I don't eat out a lot because of those reasons. And yes, I agree with you. And if I do go to a place that they have a fresh pepper grinder and a Himalayan salt, I am so coming back. (laughs) Coming soon. Coastal chiropractic food truck, and we're gonna be running it. <laughs> maybe not. That's maybe not a good idea. I'd be eating a lot of it. Lunch is served every Lunch day. Is served. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on my show. I really appreciate you and everything you've done to help me get in better health. Coastal chiropractic is where you need to be. It's the best kept secret in Southwest Florida. If you have any questions, I will be putting a link to their office, and they would love to talk to you. Goodbye, Stephanie. Thank you, Angelina. You're welcome. Signing off, everyone. Have a good week. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 